Before we reflect on the readings and this beautiful solemnity, Bishop Jugis has sent a letter to all of the parishes of the Diocese of Charlotte and asked it to be read at this Mass this morning. And so from Bishop Jugis, Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today's Solemnity of Mary, the Holy Mother of God, has special importance for us in the Diocese of Charlotte. We have formally petitioned the Holy See to name the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, as the patroness of our diocese. From our earliest beginnings, faithful Catholics in Western North Carolina have demonstrated an abiding devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. When Irish gold miners built the first Catholic church in Mount Holly in 1842, they chose to honor Mary by name. The Benedictine monks who established Belmont Abbey chose Mary, help of Christians, as their patroness and named the church they built with their own hands in her honor. With the creation of the Diocese of Charlotte in 1972, Bishop Michael Bagley, our first bishop, publicly entrusted the new diocese to the protection of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of our diocese, I have directed the Chancellor's Office to undertake the formal process to confirm the Blessed Virgin Mary as our heavenly patroness. The formal process to name a patron began with a diocese-wide survey conducted over a six-week period last summer and publicized through social media, parish bulletins, the Catholic News Herald, and at the Eucharistic Congress. We received more than 1,400 responses from parishioners at 81 of our parishes and missions. I am pleased to announce that the Blessed Virgin Mary was the choice of an overwhelming plurality of the respondents, receiving almost twice as many votes as any other option. Of those who selected the Virgin Mary, they indicated the title Mary, Mother of God, as the most fitting for our patroness. Every time we pray the Hail Mary, we call on Mary by her title Mother of God to pray for us. In the Eucharistic prayer at every Mass, the Blessed Virgin Mary is invoked by her title Mother of God. We in the Diocese of Charlotte delight in the special privilege to proclaim many times over in our daily prayer our special loving bond with her as our mother and the patroness of our diocese. May the prayers of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God and Mother of the Church, keep us always close to her divine Son, Jesus our Savior. With my prayers and best wishes on this holy solemnity, I am sincerely yours in Christ Jesus, Peter J. Jugis, Bishop of the Diocese of Charlotte. So, that's an exciting new announcement about making it official that Mary, the Mother of God, is our patroness. And I'll tell you how beautiful it is on this first day of 2023 to reflect on her motherhood, on the fatherhood of God, and the fact that we have that great gift from God to be able to call him Father, and then by his generous gift to call our Blessed Mother our mother. And I think you all know I kind of made the announcement at the end of Christmas Masses that I just took a trip. I just got back yesterday, last Sunday, right after, well, not right after, that night on Christmas night, I flew up with my parents to Illinois, and I had the great honor on Tuesday of baptizing my newest niece, uh, my sister's seventh, little Anastasia Elizabeth. And it's great because the oldest is Daisy Ann. Then they have five boys, like a basketball team. And then now they have Anastasia Elizabeth. So it's like you got the whole package. 
and I got to baptize her, and it was so wonderful. And you know, the deacon and I, it's like one of the greatest things we get to do in baptizing little guys. And it's, it's a beautiful thing where often we go right to the gift of baptism and what we're doing in washing away original sin. And it's easy to focus on that. And I love asking the kids questions about it, especially when it was my nephews on Tuesday. So it's like, okay, what color is Anastasia wearing? She's wearing white. And I said, is she, is she dirty or clean? They're like, well, she's not dirty. I'm like, exactly. What's the opposite of dirty? Not dirty. Like, exactly. Okay. She's not going to be dirty anymore, right? Like, so the original sin's all washed away. And we talk a little bit about what original sin is and inheriting it. And it's not her fault. It is her problem. And all this. But as awesome as it is to have original sin washed away, I've really been trying to focus lately and then kind of emphasize it at baptisms that it doesn't end there, right? It's not just like, okay, you've cleaned the car, now it's going to sit in the garage and you're never going to use it. No! Like, you know, Cameron and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He has a problem with that with his dad for a reason. you got to take it out, right? And it's the same way with us. We're not just clean from that stain. And the second reading today is so good on this with St. Paul. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir through God. My friends, it's so easy to forget this, that we are sons and daughters of God. And it's like we hear it so much, it's like, yeah, 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 I know. But do we know? And it's like we live our lives sometimes, I think, acting as though we are slaves of sin and death and the devil. And it's like, oh, 2023, and it's cloudy again. And, blah. you know, it's like it's easy to get bogged down and upset. But we've been given the gift of becoming children of God. I mean, one of the things in the right, it says, you know, this child has become a child of God, for so indeed she is. And then we pray in their name, the Our Father. To be a child of God is an incredible thing. We are not slaves. We have entered into this relationship with him. And we're called to reflect on that all the time. The great glory that's there. And then we move into the gospel for today. One of my favorite in all of sacred scripture where, you know, the shepherds are coming in from having just heard the first Christmas hymn, the glory to God on high from the host of angels out in the fields, and they come in and find things exactly as they had been announced to them, and everybody's amazed, and what does Mary do? Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Our mother shows us how to live our lives, of taking in all of these different things, taking in the many different ways that God is speaking to us all the time through sacred scripture, through speaking through those around us, through miraculous events all over the place, and to keep all these things reflecting on them in her heart, to reflect on the fact that we are children of God, that God loves us, that he's proclaimed this glory from on high, that the glory from on high has become a baby in the manger. And it's like you take all that glory and what's it about? The little guy that's lying in the manger at the moment when they come in and she takes it all and reflects on it in her heart. And we're called to do the same thing. I'll tell you, one of the things I hear a lot in the confessional that I like to kind of push back on is when people come in and they say, Father, I'm just, I'm really distracted in prayer. It's like, okay, Tell me about what's distracting you. Because there's a difference. Yes, there is a sinful distraction. Like if you come to Mass and you're sitting in the third row and you pull out your phone and you're shopping on Amazon during the homily, don't do that. You know, that's, that's sinful distraction. But 
we all bring things to Mass, right? We all have things that we're holding on to in our hearts and we're called to reflect on. And we're supposed to bring those to our Lord, to talk to Him about what's going on. Just for example, like I said, I was in Illinois this week with my favorite people in the world, right? My nieces, my nephews, my siblings. It was great. And I'm back. And luckily, I love you all so much or I just stay there, right? And so it's, it's tough. So I can't pretend as I go to the altar that it's like, ah, I just dismiss that. I can't think about that. Just the words. No. We are called to bring everything that we have. The ups and the downs, right? Like we probably all hopefully got to spend some time with family this week. Glories and difficulties, right? There's all sorts of stuff there to bring it to our Lord and to talk to him about it is so important. He wants that to happen. And our Blessed Mother shows us how to do it, to take all these things and reflect on them in our hearts, to talk to our Lord about them, and she gives us the help in so many ways. I'll tell you one beautiful thing from this week. So my oldest niece is 11, Daisy, love her so much. And we got to have a couple of really good conversations, talking about what's going on in her life, right? A friend at school she's having a hard time with. She's not really liking fractions, right? It's kind of tough. And just the good things that are happening. She's excited about playing volleyball. All this great stuff. And like I could give some direction, some encouragement, kind of help her keep going. And I'm just delighted that she's talking to me, that I get to be a part of it, that I'm there with her. And I'm not like rushing into the class and be like, this is how you teach fractions. No, I'm not going to like impose myself, but I get to be a part of the conversation, right? When it comes to prayer, God is more delighted in us coming to talk to him than I am in my niece talking to me. And I really love talking to her, right? That's how much he loves us as sons and daughters. Doesn't mean that we don't say particular formal things, right? Like for example, my nephews say to me, I love you, Uncle Johnny. It's amazing. I love that phrase. It's not going to be like, you've said that before. Don't say it again. And don't you dare repeat it. No. And it's the same thing with our prayers. When we come, especially with the help of the Mother of God, as we pray the Rosary, as we meditate on all of these things, the mysteries of sacred scripture, of divine revelation, of the fact that God has stayed with his church these last 2,000 years and continues to unfold the mysteries of his love in our daily lives. When we let her, our mother, take us by the hand and to bring all of these things in our heart with us to God, it's amazing. And you don't have to be worried, oh, I keep thinking about this difficult thing at home. Fine. Relate it to the mystery of what's going on. Say, Mary, you at the foot of the cross are watching your son suffer. I'm having to watch my son suffer in this way. Help me. And she will. Because remember, God didn't create us to be robots who just repeat what's been given to us before, right? And send us out. He loves us. We're not his slaves. We're his sons and his daughters. And he has given us a mother to teach us how to hold on to these things in our hearts, to go into the next mystery that continues to unfold. Because here we are at the beginning of another new year with all of its promises and all of its challenges. But the beautiful thing is, it's not like he just chucks us into the bottom of the pool, right? He wants to be with us. He wants us to know that he goes with us every step of the way. And so my fellow sons and daughters of God, it's so important that every day we spend some time holding on to all these things, reflecting on them in our hearts, 
realizing the fact that we are not slaves condemned to darkness, we have been given a God who loves us, who stays with us, who delights to have us talk to him, to talk to him with the words that he's given us to say, like the Our Father, the words of the Hail Mary that are the words of the angel, the words of of St. Elizabeth, and then us saying, Holy Mary, Mother of God, our patroness, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. Because ultimately the good news for us is that they're with us. And as long as we can remember to stop, to reflect on that, to remember that we are not slaves but sons and daughters, my brothers and sisters in Christ, it makes all the difference in the world. So make that resolution to stop and be with them every single day, to talk to him about what's going on in your heart, to allow him to delight in your presence and receive that encouragement, the challenge, the support, whatever you need, because they know it even better than you do. Ask our Blessed Mother to help you to keep up those prayers, realizing that she's our mother who wants us to pray today and every day of the year. Praise be Jesus Christ.